Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 1st. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, <laughs> you know, realizing that this is a recording on the 1st just made me infinitely better. <laughs> this, we're doing this in advance. We planned to do this Monday night. We broke it off because we talked too much about, you know... Bryson putting oil on his abs and Tiger reemerging in the public eye. So this is a year in review, December 1st, Wednesday, December 1st, part three of the year in review. We are picking up after Riviera, Tiger's uh, accident. Then we're on to concession, Puerto Rico Open, the Players' Championship. This may be broken off into a Friday episode as well. Uh, but we will get up to the Masters this week. I don't we know if it'll be Wednesday month. and Friday. We got a good month ahead of us, I'll tell you what. I swear to God that the... the the first, I don't know, the first quarter always takes the longest for this in terms of research, in terms of talking about it. It's just chock full. Like, there's so much happening. I think it slows down in the summer because people just lose interest in the things that aren't majors. And there's just not as much amusement and, and happenings. But I don't know. Uh, you know. This might end up being like 12 parts. Who knows? <laughs> we might run into, yeah, right run into 2022 at this this point. But it is brought to you by Precision Pro Golf. Uh, they are the official range finder. DMD, is that the fancy term for it? I don't know why people use distance measuring device. I don't know what the I, difference whenever is Whenever I between... hear DMD, I think of uh, the wire. Well, yeah. WMDs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our Condoleezza Rice, Manning cast guest. Um, yeah, DMD, they are the official... Uh, DMD sponsor of, of the Shotgun Start. They have Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I don't know if you're listening to this on Wednesday. If their Cyber Monday has become Wednesday, you know, these deals just Cyber run Week? Forever it could be Cyber and ever. Week. It's $55 off uh, at one point. But, you know, whether it is or it isn't, it's the best rangefinder out there for the right value. I've never had an issue with it. It's uh, just all reliable. The NX9 Slope. Is what I have. They supported us all year. They sent it. They just sent me an Ace speaker, so I got to break that out. I yeah, don't know if I'll get to it. I just got it. that too. It's like a, I'm a pretty excited about yeah, it. Yeah, it connects to the app and all those things. So I'm pumped about that. But I would go with the basics if you need a rangefinder. Start with their NX9 slope. Then you can, you know, broaden your your, your I don't know commitment with their sweet other suite of products for sure. Um, lifetime battery replacement, expert customer service, uh, like. I don't know. I, I honestly can vouch for the people behind the company. They've been really good to work with, really friendly, really nice. They want to do more. I know they've worked with No Laying Up. Those guys love them. Uh, I would just, yeah, I, I'd say if you need a rangefinder, this is a really good company to support. They're not, you know, some massive uh, subsidiary of some massive, large, you know, equipment, sporting goods company. Uh, so, yeah, Precision Pro, thanks to them for sponsoring 
the year in review as well as Flashback Friday all year and probably some more stuff coming in 2022. PrecisionProGolf.com. Shotgun20 is our uh, sponsor code if you need it. All right, let's move on. Part three. I think you're up. I think we left off with um, <clears throat> Max Homa winning Riviera last Friday. If you didn't get those, uh, we posted them on Wednesday and Black Friday. Part one and two, getting through Riviera. Again, like I said, we alternate events. We look for the more inane, irreverent, amusing. We'll do some some play-by-play as in this is who won, if you forgot. And maybe this is how they won. We'll but tell other you than who that, won every event. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, probably. There are a few I just completely forgot about. I wanted yeah. to skip the Honda. I, I almost did. I almost didn't find anything I'll interesting. I'll be impressed if I, you came I, up with much for that. I, I, I'll be very impressed with, with whatever you dug out. Because we didn't have anything to talk about that week of watching it. So, uh, All right, what do you got for... Where do we go next after LA, all right, Riviera? Well, Riviera, the natural segue is uh, probably the Tiger. most depressing news of the year uh, yeah. in the golf world which was the Tiger Woods um, accident. So, you know, I don't want to dwell on this for too long. I'm just going to give you guys the cold, hard facts. We obviously got some really good news cold this week. Cold, hard facts. Yeah. Use golf facts. We'll be proud of this segment. <laughs> All right. So uh, at 7, 12 a.m. Pacific time on that, uh, what was it, Monday after? This is, this is no, cold, hard facts. <laughs> it ended up being Tuesday. Tuesday. I thought it was Monday. But the crash came Tuesday, Tuesday, you know, early Pacific, and then you know we didn't find out about it till like East Eastern Central, probably around lunch or so. We found out about it kind of early. I know this was a crazy part of the whole thing. We'll get I into mean, that after we get through this. Okay, all right, all right. So single vehicle. This was from the uh, L.A. County Police Office uh, Department. Single vehicle rollover traffic collision on the border of Rolling Hills Estates and Rancho Palos Verdes. Tiger Woods was extracted. Uh, from the wreck with jaws of life. That was the big term. That's one thing that I will never forget about the whole situation yeah. was the the expre- the term jaws of life and and that the the connotation that that brings uh, yeah. by LA County firefighters and paramedics and then transported to a local hospital by ambulance for his injuries. Um, later on, once you know. Obviously, that led to a lot of speculation. Um, this day was filled with speculation about whether he was going to survive, whether or not he was going to have legs, whether, you know, what his kind of state of of being was yeah. going into. So, that was a big thing because of, you know, the way he looked at the Genesis. Yeah, that, you know, that was the end of our last episode, that appearance on CBS. So that became a meme almost, right? I mean, he did not look super, I don't know. He just didn't look healthy. He didn't look great. So, uh, yeah, it, there was like a ton of speculation. It really, really dire speculation. Like, is he going to live? I mean, not, is he going to live? Or is he going to have, you know, legs amputated? A lot of dire situation. And that was before we even saw the car and everything like that. It, the words you got, the word you got was it was not good. Yeah. So, you know, this morning, I, that morning I was in Florida. I, I escaped winter, real winter. Florida, man. And I remember I got a message from somebody that had, you know, a source in the, it was the paramedics or fire department. Yeah, we got, they sent a message out. I think it was me yeah. and you. It yeah. was really random. You know, we get messages and from, yeah, it was nothing you could report. 
off the bat. Right? And it was it was wild because you know for maybe an hour or two before this story broke, we were kind of sitting yeah. on this and not really know you you know you don't know what to do. There's two instances of this that I had in a narrow time frame. Was one of them was the Trump thing with Southern Hills and all of that, yeah. and you just you couldn't be wrong because it was Trump. And here, yeah. you, and so you know you just don't you don't report it. Right. Effectively, you sit on it. And this we was a similar looking... situation because yeah. it was like you can't be wrong. Right. And no one knows. I mean, you, we tried to, yeah, no one's going to talk, right? Normal sources aren't going to, and the normal source didn't, no one knew about this. And like, I don't know. It was just like, we were trying to track like 911 calls, right? And stuff like that. It was just like trying, trying to, to corroborate something. On, like, was the there an LA accident? Police yeah. department to yeah. confirm. Just waiting for TMZ to basically post about it. You know, you can't, yeah, you can't. That, that was, I remember that you were bo- bo- you and I were just like we were recording the Tuesday episode. We were yeah. like set to record midday Tuesday, and it like we just spent the next couple hours kind of looking at it, talking on the phone. Like, is and Tiger we didn't know alive? if he was alive at yeah, that point. Yeah, Tiger was alive. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So what ended up happening? Uh, commutated open fractures affecting both the upper and lower portions of the tibia and fibula bones were stabilized by inserting a rod into his tibia, said Mahajan, the chief medical officer and interim CEO at Harbor UCLA, the doctor. Uh, Additional injuries to the bones of the foot and ankle were stabilized with a combination of screws and pins. Trauma to the muscle and the soft tissue of the leg requiring surgical release of the covering of the muscles to relieve pressure due to swelling. So compound fractures, which is like bone broken out of the leg. Um, You know, muscles being cut to, you know, just a very, very rough injury. And obviously the, the photos of the car were a big part of this whole thing. And there were reactions all over the board um, from all kinds of people. Obama tweeted. Oh, yeah, Obama that, tweeted, right? sending my prayers to at Tiger Woods and his family tonight. Here's a speedy recovery for the goat of golf. If you learned anything over the years, it's to never count Tiger out. You know, okay. um, Monahan uh, was in the uh, was asked about it at the WGC workday at the concession. Let's just take a moment to remember the word salad, the length. World Golf Championship Workday Championship <laughs> at the concession. The yes. concession allegedly paid a hefty fee. Yes, we'll go into yeah, that. I have maybe. that in here. All right, uh, we'll get into concession. Monahan, yeah. when Tiger wants to talk about t- golf, we'll talk about golf. But uh, but I think right now our entirety of our efforts needs to be around the support. When you're going uh, to overcome what he needs to overcome, I think the love of all of our players and everybody out here is going to come forward in a big way and across the entire sporting world. I think he'll feel that energy, and I think that's what we should all focus on. We'll all be talking about the PGA Tour with uh, without uh, without Woods at some point down the road, but right now that's not what we should be talking about. So, I mean, yeah, just uh, the whole thing I'll remember is like, there was that real big, there was that real period of like where you didn't know if he was going to make it. Yeah. Right. And you'll kind of remember where you were and what it was like and the feelings you had, that kind of deal. Um, it, it, it was eerily similar to the Kobe thing. That was, you know, yeah, the Kobe, sure. Kobe, not the Kobe thing. When Kobe died, it, it just had 
like that a similar feel to it at the beginning. Obviously, it it changed, right, but it was right. like it kind of was this like crazy thing. Um, one was other relief thing, was when the chief said it's like stable but non life threatening. It was yes. like the first time where you finally got some sort of confirmation that he wasn't he was alive. Um, so one other thing that I'll never forget, which was a horrible horrible look for the PGA Tour communication staff. JT. JT was oh, informed so bad. during a press conference. I mean, I can laugh about this now. I can laugh. And this is unbelievable. It brought him to tears, and then yeah. the press conference kept going. <laughs> Tell me about the greens. Yes. That concession or something. <laughs> it, it was just a unbelievable. Like, in, in here, like, on, on Tuesday, we learned when Tiger talked just how close him and JT are, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like we you know, he talk, he considers him family. And here's this guy up there finding I mean, out about the crash during his press conference. Well, yeah, I think he goes on the stage or the dais or whatever, the microphone, they're like, Here's the tiger's in a really bad crash. He might not be you know, we don't know if he'll make it. Here's what it looks like. And he yeah, they ask him about it and he's in tears. And then they go back and then they whip around to like what do you think of the setup this week? What about the grass? You know, like all this crazy. That was I remember that at the time. It was unbelievable. This and that's kind of spurred. There were some times like, should this event even happen? Yeah, yeah. I think once they once we realized he was it was stable. Okay, that, yeah. then that stopped. Yeah. But yeah. you know, there was this short period um, of like you know, and, and if it had gone, if it had been the worst case scenario and he had passed away, I imagine the event would have been canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Hypothetical. Uh, we don't have to. Yeah. We, okay. But that's enough on the tiger news. We got a lot of update this week. And, sure. Uh, and, and that's good, but this a was great interview, you know, he's back in public in some form or fashion in public. Yeah. And public this was point. the, uh, this dominated the week and yep. we'll get there. There'll be more about this during the week. Some, Inane stuff at, at the end of the tournament that we'll get into. Scripting here. gate. <laughs> so, uh, Colin Morikawa wins this event. Lost in uh, all this. Right. Like, I kind of almost forgot about this. Yeah. He won by three. And, it, and when you think about it, concession, this new venue, extraordinarily demanding tea to green. It makes sense. Colin Morikawa won. Sure. Sure. Uh, he won by three over Hovland. Uh, and then the Hovland. Billy Boy and uh, and Brooksy, I think. Billy Boy, <laughs> Billy Boy, yeah, he had a big Q one. I mean, <laughs> I, I I just like I'm speaking anecdotally here because I don't do the research. I just feel like didn't this wasn't it windy and like these guys were getting pissed. I know you were hollering about catch that, basins. It wasn't even that windy. The, the golf course, the golf course is maybe the ideal professional golf course. It's yeah, that's absolutely it yeah. miserable for a regular golfer to play. Right. Right, like right. these guys were having fits around the greens. Wade yep. Ormsby, and, Orms- uh, and No Laying Up tweeted about this. Wade Ormsby <laughs> was thirty-five feet away and four on a par five, the thirteenth, and he walked off with a nine. <laughs> it's the chip ups that, from the tight lies, right? <laughs> yeah. This was the big thing all week: the chips on tight lies, up, severe up, greens, up these too. mounds, or yeah, heavily yeah. sloped greens, yeah. and, and severe surrounds, like and short grass everywhere. So the ball yeah. just rolls away. We should and, see another event there, maybe. No, well, another they tour see, event. They're eager beavers about hosting. They paid three million dollars to host it there. Two or and three. have it be called the concession. Yeah, it was two or three. I can't remember. I didn't want to. 
to ruffle back into the into finding I think it's three. I, I, thought thought it was I, three. I couldn't I remember. Thought, shit, that's <laughs> like that's a week's worth of maintenance of the range, isn't it? You know, never mind. All right, go ahead. Go they ahead. paid this golf course paid three million dollars to close down for a week. <laughs> All right, but it was good. It was a good PGA Tour watch. No, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one thing I recall of this. You know, we give the tour a bunch of shit, and I don't want to go into like analysis. This is your interview, but I feel like Q one wasn't bad from a setup perspective. And we're to speaking on this gray on scale yeah. here. It's a PGA tour, right? But like they, the mishmash of tees at Pebble, Riviera was firm and fiery. fast. This was, you know, uh, Bay Hill was hard. I, Bay Hill's always going to be two, hard. The first couple and, rounds know. of the players was firm and fast. Yes, the seventeenth yeah. green was too firm. I think the tour did, you know, we give set up, we're grading on a scale, but I think last year, first, you know, three, four months, they, they really didn't do a bad job. So go ahead. Sorry. Di- digression. Um, so anyways, uh, Hovland made eight birdies, but he bogeyed 14 and 16. Uh, Scheffler made, I think, eight birdies too, but there was like car crashes in between. Morikawa made a, an eight and, and one, you know, the tournament. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. So he became, he joined Woods, which is, you know, obviously everybody's always fishing around for Tiger stats every week. But just this week it was, you know, kind of, but he became Woods as the only player to win a major golf championship and a world golf championship before the age of 25. Okay. Um, The WGCs weren't a thing, right? When Tiger first turned pro. Yeah, I mean, but he still won one by 25, you know? Yeah, right. Before the event, uh, this is what Morikawa said, Tiger means everything to me. I don't think we say thank you enough, so I want to say thank you to Tiger because sometimes you lose people too early. Yeah. Um, He also said that he got lazy after winning the PGA Championship and complacent. And he had rededicated himself. Like he was really upset about his miscut at the U.S. Open. Um, and then uh, Kyle Porter had a really interesting tweet. Uh, first 41 PGA Tour events, Kyle Morikawa, four wins, JT Rory Spieth, four g- combined wins. And obviously all this is is very you know revealing in a lens when you think about what he did the rest of the year. Sure. Um, wasn't this the big O'Meara thing with the grip? And yes. Like, so Azinger I was just was about just to get that. Tripping over himself. Azinger to talk about his friend, Mark O'Meara. Giving, so yeah, go ahead. the week before, he ranked last in the field at Genesis in, uh, in putting. He switched grips to the saw, which allegedly two weeks beforehand, Mark O'Meara taught him. And he was 10th in putting at concession. Okay. I just remember Azinger would not... Like he was just like catnip for him. If I'm not, I, I maybe I'm misremembering that, but yeah, that was a big deal. The Omira narrative became a big thing, and he talked about it. Marikawa gave him credit, you know. Yeah. So. Um, about the concession and setup, Billy Boy had some quotes. <laughs> the town crier came of out, he did. rang in the bell. Fire this is about the Tom the Cryer really started. Took, that that nickname really took. It was about time. The, the, so Billy ahead. Boy on concession. Too many times, and it's not the tour's fault. I don't know why I absolved the tour here. <laughs> it's not the tour's fault, but the courses we play, uh, 
where you don't have to worry about your misses. Here at the concession, if you miss in the wrong spot, you've got a tough two putt or you've got a really tough up and down. How is not this the not, again? How is this not that, the tourist's fault? Who picks that, the courses? That little clause that he threw in there was amazing. Like whose fault is it? Like who? Who is? Is it sponsors? Is it somebody else? Like what? What's who's, he suggesting? Who, whose fault could possibly be other than Billy tourist? Boy? But well, you know, it was a never... great. I mean, it was a true quote. Like this yeah. was a golf course that like really penalized misses. Yeah, and yep. you know you saw it. You know, as a WGC, you're going to get great players at the top of the leaderboard, but like it was really like either premier ball strikers or like thought. I think Billy's actually a pretty thoughtful player when it comes to like he gets a he he's got himself to a level of golf um, that maybe a man with his like physical talent shouldn't be at, right? And I think he does that with like the way he approaches the game pretty you know he approaches the game well he's got your interview in which we reconsider the baton boy well he's a his... fucking moron that probably helps him you know but i you know no i know what you're talking about i know what you're saying you guys he's, made he made you well, can say that he might well. be a smart golfer you could be he's an Maybe. idiot yeah he doesn't yeah. know he's an idiot all right okay but he's also brilliant at, at golf sure um Patrick Reed was an early leader, and there was a lot of talk about how great it would be if Patrick Reed won at a golf course that was named after a, an act of sportsmanship. Like Sergio and, and DJ <laughs> winning the Jacqueline, whatever, Nicholas Aon reward. That's good. Um, I remember Reed nice topped one. Yeah, and he made topped, like an eagle or he topped a birdie. One of hate a birdie. Yeah, so that okay. was the next, yeah, on Friday, he topped a shot, right, yeah. topped a three wood. Made birdie. Um, he uh, Will Knight said that the ter- course, if he wins, the course should be renamed the Confession. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Will he writes that newsletter three times a week. Comes up with those titles. All right, that's good. Um, Subscribe to the Fried Egg Newsletter for more. Uh, let's let's get into um, the Red Shirt Gate. <laughs> red Shirt Gate. I just remember there was like. That, were there people that were actually angry, or did we just make yes. up these straw yes. men that were actually yes, like there mad were. that people weren't dressing like tigers? Do you you want to know who was angry? So red shirts, it was like you know the players got together and said like let's wear red shirts um, on Sunday, pants. black red pants, shirts. yeah, to honor Tiger. People right. were scribbling stuff on their hats. You know, Phil. Some players went out and bought shirts. Phil went out and bought a red shirt, but he wore That's a sweater. A guard. Yeah. He was at the Cola yeah, Guard. That yeah. He wasn't even at concession, but he did it at Cola Guard. I found that. I found that in my research. <laughs> Listen to Kevin Sutherland, his first loss on the PGA. Dump in a box classic. He's wearing red. Okay. So he's Continue. wearing red, but he bought the shirt. He went out and bought. He didn't own any red shirts. Yep. He bought the shirt, but he had his black uh, sweatshirt with all the uh, sweat, uh, sweater. <laughs> With yeah. all the uh, logos on JPMG it, over it. and yeah, yeah, yeah. So Max Homa got a lot of flack. Yeah, he got it publicly right. on Twitter. So he had a couple tweets. So he he tweeted, "I mean, this was zero hyperbole. This is the weirdest thing I've experienced on Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> Laugh out loud. I love you. Uh, I love Tiger more than you guys. Promise. Listen to an interview from last week. Red and black tomorrow doesn't prove that. 
a lifelong attempt to mimic his approach to golf uh, to the game of golf does. He also tweeted, I unfortunately didn't pack any red and black for this road trip. Obviously didn't know the news till arriving. So I'll try and pay my respects to Tiger tomorrow with some really great final round of hashtag golf. Hope to see a lot of red and black out there. He's trying to get out ahead of this. Yes. This. Now everybody's in his matches. Like just go to Dick's and buy a shirt. <laughs> like go, go get a shirt. You know, everybody's yeah. like, that's not a good enough excuse. He tweeted, I'm contractually obligated to wear clothes <laughs> with certain logos on them. I can't buy at Dick's, Pro Shop, Roger Dunn, Walmart, a store, etc. Thank you for all the options, though. Nevada Bob's, we found out recently, still in existence somewhere. Can't go there. All right. So people are getting all pissed off. One player that they're mad about not wearing red and black is winner Colin Morikawa. Oh, really? Yeah. So he, I guess he yeah. he planned he had planned to wear a red shirt on Sunday when this like <laughs> plan came about. This is the dumbest shit ever. God, but so that good. Sh- the the shipment from Adidas got stuck in Memphis because oh, of weather issues. A certain courier's warehouse. Oh. Bad so luck for the tour, the sugar daddy. Which which courier could this be in Memphis? <laughs> I think I think we know because there's the uh, the WGC swap bass there. FedEx Cup playoffs, I think, start so, there now. Yeah. So his his team went to like long long lengths to try and remedy this. His caddy even went to the distribution center to check if it had arrived. Oh my god. When it became like, clear that the shirts wouldn't get here before his tea time, Morikawa instead settled on for black pants. And this is what what Morikawa said. My agent said that even though the shirt wasn't there, go out and play like Tiger would with the lead. Shout out Andrew Kipper for that great advice. Morikawa said, I think I did. All right. I forgot about the 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 shipment getting delayed. Tough scene for the. What do they do? The standings. It's like, well, this is your FedEx Cup standings update. Can't, can't get out of Memphis. I love Collins that they mentioned Memphis. Because, that yeah. Memphis got thrown in there because it could have been any courier. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh, that's all right. Good. Some more stuff from this week. The tour. Right. This was something that really bummed you out. Oh God! The, the tour ended the order of play and playoff being done through a draw. Which uh, <laughs> really bummed me first out. in, first out. You tweeted something about you know the the cars, and the BMW, yeah. and the Shriners. This is the Imperial Potentate or whatever <laughs> the guy at the Shriners in his cap and his you know whatever that thing is the thimble on his head. Um, yeah, I just—they're—they're they're fixing needless problems that don't exist. The CT machine can't find its way out of storage, and they're just coming up with things. All right, I'm surprised they—they they didn't use it as an opportunity to upsell all the sponsors. Right, that's true. If your tournament ends in you a can playoff, do a little you activation. can do this activation, yeah. and it costs you two and a half million more a year. <laughs> triggers, triggers the cost. Oh, God. 
Um, another <laughs> thing uh, that everybody was up in arms about. Matthew Wolf was having a really bad first round. This was the start of where yeah, he like WDs and yeah. stuff, right? Okay. So he withdrew and he made 40K. This is an annual, oh, almost an annual yeah, yeah, tradition yeah. of WGCs. We sure. were upset because it ruined the spread, the potential <laughs> spread. <laughs> we get I think the, he was like you know, 13 over after nine or something. I, I didn't look this the, up. That's just off recollection. I didn't look the up. The Bowditch zone is what we yeah. call it. It's a Doral when it was like 58 strokes or something. Yeah, that's right. Um, John Rahm had some really interesting uh, remarks about Green's books. And this is particularly interesting given what happened later in the year with Green's books and, uh, and, and some of the, I think some of the better player, I think this was directive of some of the better players, probably Rom, Rory, Rory, um, that really pushed on this Green's book thing. Uh, they were talking about how DJ talked about how easy it was to go to new courses. This was another big part of it. <laughs> This is one of your all-time takes. People, I think you just pulled this off the cuff, right? I mean, yeah. Every the, they're like, how the many people go? This was the lead-up of the week. Was like, this is the, this is so New tough course. on the players. New right. course. They get three practice rounds. This is one of your and all-time rants. The is caddies, it a new course. Come you know, how Thursday? many people in America show up to a course for the first time and don't know? That's every you went day, nuts. every day. Hundreds of thousands of golfers, I would say, maybe hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands. I don't know. Yeah, how many rounds? At least there? tens yeah. of thousands, maybe yeah. hundreds of thousands of golfers. Th- tens, tens, Let's minimum go with tens. tens. Tens yeah. of thousands of golfers play a new course without seeing it, without a yardage book. You were without... apoplectic, and they're the making a big deal about, bear. Oh. about these guys going to play a no cut event at, <laughs> a, at a course in Florida. And like you getting three practice rounds before the event with caddies, with every you know dis- uh, piece of information at their disposal. Greens books, you know? and this Greens was the books. question. All right. So DJ said it's not. It, well, it's not really that big of a deal. I mean, I got to yeah. play the practice rounds. We we've got these books that tell us every contour of a green. Yeah. So Rob gets asked about them, and uh, <laughs> Rob goes, "Well, I don't use those green books. Just." That's the answer. Oh, I don't think I... Did I not remember this? Okay. And the co- next question is, how come? He goes, my caddy gets them. I don't look at them because I'm I'm just a feel player. I trust what I see. If I have a question, I'll ask him. He might look at it if we're in doubt. I've never spoken of this. I have to be honest. I don't think they should be allowed. That's my opinion. God. I think that being able to read a green and read a break and understand the green is a talent. It's a skill that cannot that can be developed. And by just giving you the information, they're taking away from the game. Again, I think being able to read greens and understand greens, it's a talent. It's part of the game. And like I said, it's a skill that can be developed or not. So that's my take on it. I love it. So good. That's uh, Rob. Rob's just a amazing quote that's great i didn't know if he never he never looks at it i don't think i knew that or, yeah. or i forgot about that so anyways um another reason to root for john rom yep fantastic annika, all right <laughs> annika played her first lpga event since 2008 cambridge, right? cambridge off the celebrity tour 
No longer a celebrity. Now she's an official Off, pro. Not not collecting medals uh, from from Trump the day after uh, the Capitol. <laughs> Playing the LPGA first time since 2008. She basically made the cut. Opened it with an uh, 75 and finished 74th. So she she did make the cut. Yeah, she shot 71 on on Friday to make the cut, and then she she had a bad weekend. But it was just crazy. First Nuts. time in in uh, 13 years Ugh. playing on the LPGA makes the cut. Uh, Nelly this was Cor- gate gate right? Where gate gate for Annika, her ball was on the other side of a gate. Yes, and like they couldn't open it. I don't remember. They misapplied the rule. They got it wrong, and she got date like she could have played it or something like that. I I just called it gate gate. Something something like that. They screwed up. They gave her a bad ruling. Go ahead. I didn't have that. No, no, now I, I remember, remember that distinctly because I tweeted something about if anyone could forget what happened the day before I move on, it's Annika or some. That was one some tweet I had because she, whatever, she got jobbed on the ruling. But go ahead. Uh, Nelly Corda wins her first tournament of the year. She beat Jin Young Ko, Lexi, and Lydia Ko. It was a kind of sign of things to come. Sure. And uh, the Cordas were the first pair of sisters to win back-to-back events on the LPGA Tour since Annika and Charlotta Sorenstan did it in 2000. Which, uh, I mean, it's crazy that that's happened twice more in, than once uh, yeah pga that's sure. insane just in general sure yep. and that's it for the week all right fantastic i did this week as well just for the pr open which i found minimal things on so but while there's, i was it's always light on the opposite field other than just yeah. the dismay of the field yes uh which while we're on the subject while i was on this week one thing i did see about thick boy and we can do thick boy quotes all day this was the start. What did we hear about it at Royal St. George's? My driver sucks. He goes, the physics aren't understood at that speed yet, was his quote. So he's basically, like, this is a precursor to him calling out his driver. He goes, there's weird stuff going on at high speeds. Uh, you know, there's just not, there's just technology that we don't know about yet that's hindering it, unfortunately, across the board. Nobody knows how to play a 200 mile an hour ball speed and barely miss hit it. Sometimes it doesn't react the way you think it should. Just like the technology has got to be perfect for me to swing as uh, like, you know, obscene 210 and barely miss hit. Still, it shouldn't be penalized for it. It's it's like, Unbelievable. you know, hitting it on the center and hitting it well is, isn't important. It's more about how fast you can swing. They don't, the physics aren't understood at that swing speed yet. All right. Puerto Rico stuff. There were 15 sponsors exemptions. That was a Monday Q tweet. <laughs> and apparently no real title sponsor other than, you know, Puerto Rico, the, the tourism board. 15 is a lot, of sponsor exemption. Uh, Brandon Grace wins. He, it happens. Uh, he finished Eagle Birdie to win. Amazing bunker shot in 18. And uh, he, the big thing was he, he won. F- this was, I think, five weeks after his uh, father had died from COVID. So it was really emotional. This was like the real notable thing. Good guy winner uh, held off Grayson Murray, who like hard hooked one on 18. So he beats Grayson Murray. The Solicitor General had an early lead as well. That was a big story. Tommy Ganey was out there. Um, uh, Oh, and a big thing that someone tagged us in was um, apparently they were promoting this event as a launch pad for careers. Which is quite ironic, given the the nature of the PR curse. If yeah. they were calling this as a launch pad, it's actually 
It's quite the opposite. It launched, launched Michael Bradley's career. <laughs> it's what got him that second PR win. So, yeah, that was what the promo was on TV. Um, and that's all I got, really. That's all I got. Grayson Murray held off uh, and, and really good good story. Great Grace winning uh, a second PGA Tour event. Brandon Grace is like... He's like 32 or 3. He feels like he should be like 40. From what I, yeah, that's right. So, uh, all right. On to, am I up, Bay Hill? Yeah, you're my up. Turn? All right, API, Arnold Palmer Invitational, Bay Hill. Bryson, Bryson Westy. Bryson Westy, the start of the two-week Bryson Westy This battle. is the pinnacle of Westy Island. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah, this was, this was, you were just, I think we did our Westy Island shirts this week. Or, or maybe it was Players Week. They came out as just completely fortuitous, like right that this this all comes together as Westy has his moment in the sun. Uh, non actual API news: Johnny Menzel wants to play pro golf. Says he's going to try to play pro golf. Just catnip carnival galore when that happened. Uh, but I don't know that he's made much progress there. There was the Ocala event, the Golden Ocala event on the LPGA with their uh, tribute holes and. Drone footage. You know, we've had a lot of talk about the drone footage at Kapalua in part one. This was worse. I mean, you went on the Golden Ocala site. I think you've now offered your services for gratis when I, you you're know, in the area next time. I, I, was, I, I stayed. I lied. I stayed overnight in Ocala on our way back from Florida. And the next, the morning after was like a beautiful morning. It would have been perfect time. should have done it. I should have just popped it. over there and done it, but I didn't. <laughs> But just the, the drone at Ocala, their website was a big topic. We we had a lot of um, a lot of facts about Ocala that, that you know good for horses. They have aviation villages where you can drive your plane around the you know down the cul-de-sac and out the runway. Uh, you go to Lupland. You yourself are in Lupland behind enemy lines, but you made it out alive. I forgot. You're just about asking that. about costs of the driveway. You're roaming around the big. Just the grotesquely large clubhouse, uh, talking about, you know, just the pictures on the wall and everything. You said it was a historical, you know, interesting visit. But I just, I envisioning you asking about people, did this driveway really cost $18 million in Lupland? But you made it, made it back. This was also a big week. We are introduced to the term data lake, at least when it comes to the PGA Tour. This was an Adam Woodard article for PG, uh, Golf Week. Uh, new partnership with AWS. Fans will have live access to every shot from every player. Uh, still waiting on that. The speed rounds and new camera angles. And a data lake with nearly 100 years of archival content. Now, when this first came out, it would sounded, you know, just great, right? Everybody's like, oh, my God, this is perfect. We want this. But, like, I don't know. The PGA Tours release was much more tempered delayed and now like i don't know have you seen any of this have you heard anything about like the 100 years of archival content the every shot we never really got that aside from maybe that's coming in a couple years but it just seemed a little maybe that's some of the coffers that they opened up for the players took away right well that's what i'm saying i think that given the app couldn't work for all of the basically half first half of this year maybe that's what's happening uh but yeah data like the aws stuff Everybody got their jokes off about the data lake. Um, all right, what else? Non- hey, you know, off topic, I got an email. I use Amazon to to do PGA Tour Live since they shut off my free one. Yeah, and um, well, that, yeah, I it's over. I got oh, an email. PGA I got an email got from Amazon. It's like this is over. 
Well, I mean, PJ Tour Live's been passed around to every. I, I think know. it's ESPN Plus now, right? It's just. Maybe? Just like that, it's over. I'm gonna have to re-sign up. I'm gonna have to sign up again. I think it's ESPN Plus. When are they even wrong. back on? It's saving me money because I'm not gonna get yeah, charged for it's probably they never you know, they can't afford to go over to Hawaii. Hawaii. So yeah. it might not be till you know, Palm Springs. Um Faldo pops off on Ricky Fowler. So uh, Brian Wacker had a tweet about um Yeah. Yeah, you know, Ricky it. Fowler's frustrated. He might miss the Masters first time in 2010. Sir Nick Fowler quote tweets, good news, if he misses the Masters, he can shoot another six commercials that week! Exclamation point. Sir Nick just taking it at the, the activation Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Totally unnecessary. But uh, I would have f- dropped in some, but allegedly it doesn't work. The sound doesn't work. Fowler's asked about this. He goes, I, I don't really have to comment on it. I'll leave it up to him. He just side sidesteps it at uh, Bay Hill, um, and just a couple other. Uh, let's get to Bay Hill, uh, which you said, which I loved. It's great for screened-in porch watching. That was your term about Bay Hill. <laughs> Several Bay Hill regulars corroborated this. Did, did support this. Um, elsewhere that week, uh, anticipated preferred lies are back. Another another week for anticipated preferred lies. I think that was Saturday. Never then it never really rained. It was just like windy. Never rained. Um, one of my favorite things I totally forgot about. Dylan Fratelli sets up under the tribute umbrella in the old school bag that they leave for Arnold Palmer at the end of the range. That spot, you know, <laughs> the like you're not supposed to go there. Fratelli just head in the clouds or up his ass. It goes and like hits in this sort of honorific spot for for that's set up for all Palmer in perpetuity. <laughs> that was, was like, like when he would got it back with the memorial when he was doing the right doing the stuff with Jack Nicholas on the right. telecast. Right, right, right. So like He's yeah, got a somebody, nose for that. I, I don't know if um some caddy or player like, like this guy has doesn't have all his marbles and like took a picture of it set up under the umbrella. Oh that that open spot they keep for Arnold. Um, what else? Oh, first day, Roy hits a five iron into every par three. So he had fun with this. Hit the same club into every par three. You're like, Roy's going to do well because you have to hit lawn irons. It's not necessarily a good thing because every They're par three is the same. <laughs> they are. They're all the same. Walks off the course. He says they hit five iron into every par three. It's a great day. Um, not, this is not a great course for variety. But it's good if you got to hit lawn irons. Right, I mean, hey, which is a diminished challenge or a skilled. Ideally, you'd like to see him hit all the clubs. Ideally, yes. There was a uh, another Reed Patrick Reed incident. He's just, I mean, playing around in the grass excessively. Griffin Flesh tweeted it out. Like, what are we moving here, bud? Um, I think that's Steve Flesh's kid, I believe, and that went viral a little bit. I mean. Just I'm watching it now, molesting the grass around his his ball, and of course he doesn't have the sort of the cushion to do that. Um, Billy Horschel gets heckled, like legit heckled, just a, some shithead. From I mean, this is really the stretch where fans are coming back, right? I don't know if Bay Hill. I want to say Honda. Bay Hill was the first, I think. Some of these Florida's concession, I suppose, had some. Uh, where they really start to to work their way back on scene, somebody sh- Billy Billy misses a putt like on the low side. Guy just shouts clear as day. Bad read, Billy. 
<laughs> and everybody can hear him, and Billy does not react to this. Uh, well, shouts back at him, cocks back. He goes, there's a reason why I'm on this side of the ropes, and you're on that side. And that's another clip that goes viral. This is the start of really, you have your baton boy take. Like, and I kind of pushed back. I was like, it seems like he's always throwing his putter in the air. I was like, I don't know. What did you see him throw it in the air once? And now this is your take. You think this is reality. And then he's on PGA Tour Live the next day. And he's throwing his clubs in the air like every other hole. And like your your take came to fruition. Like you hit it on the nail. He's just, and that was the the, nascent, the genesis of the baton boy. You you hit it on the head. And then we tried, you know, we couldn't get out from under it all season. Everybody sent us, you know, clips of him throwing his weekly throws in the air. So that was the start of the baton boy. Uh, Jason Day became a meme because he was uh, binoculars. He was uh, got his ball stuck up in a tree, and people were, you know, is he looking up in the sky for balloons? Things like that. That became a thing. Uh, the Robert Gamez disaster. Do you remember Robert Gamez? Shot in '92, but didn't sign his card. We're talking about pamps, free pamps, can't get back in the field. Uh, you know, he shot something like forty. I can't forty-seven coming in. 92, and then it was DQ'd because he wouldn't sign for it. Uh, and this was, you know, the past champ thing. So we need to be on Gamma's watch for 2022. Yeah, I don't know. He, he should be out there. 47, 45, 92. Um, he's failed to break 79 in 10 of his last 11 AP, API rounds, according to a Brentley Romine tweet at the time. So this was a, this was a uh, controversy. Sakumba. Uh, photoshopped Billy Horschel as the, uh, the town crier while ringing his bell and also throwing his putter in the air. So this was really the Billy Boys phenomenon. The town crier, the town boy really took off this week. Um, Saturday, Spieth got hot. I don't know if you remember this. He like he had a hole in one on two. It was mm-hmm. like a huge deal. And Justin Rose, WD, he made like 160 feet of putts. So he gets hot. But during this round, it's it's another you know day of speed mania. He had the ace. His uh, his his ball is like embedded, and he, or it could be embedded. And you know he makes a joke. The guy comes up. He's like, I, I so you're saying I shouldn't touch it before I before I ask you to come over. And there was a PGA Tour announcer. He goes, "This is similar to what we saw in San Diego with Patrick Reed, which was very much the opposite." Spieth was very careful not to just start whipping his ball up and out of the the grass uh, willy nilly. Uh, and uh, we had an on site report. He he said the second one uh, seconds a person said it bounced and it made it clear that it wasn't embedded, and so he operated with that assumption. And so he smirked, Speed smirks. He goes, so could anybody see if it bounced? Just like a, a shit-eating like, callback to San Diego. And, uh, but the announcer sort of wanted to cover it up. Uh, what else? Oh, completely disrespectful to Mr. Palmer. Players feature groups announced in the middle of the final round for the Players' Championship. They had the range cam going, too. They right? did. They did. Uh, I don't know if they had the range cam, but they were... A rival camp? Featured groups. Yeah, they might have had a rival <laughs> camp. The $19 million driveway camp. Uh, but they were announcing, pumping out featured groups, one of which was great Sunday. I'll just say it now. They pumped out Brooks Kepka uh, in a featured group, and like 52 minutes later, he WD'd. 
from this. So they went through all these hoops, made all the graphics, paired every you know these these high profile guys together. Fifty two minutes later, he WD'd. I think he was just like pissed they had you know done it without talking to him first. Um, what else? Oh, one of the great great nickname. Of course, there's a whole Bryson section this week. But Sean Zock tweeted uh, about how some, they were talking about Bryson looks thinner. He's not, you know, or no, this wasn't chew rate. Chew rate is later. I'm sorry. This was another one. Sean Zock said he was with training with uh, DeChambeau. And after 96 driver swings and a speed training, DeChambeau told Zock, I'm in Narnia right now. Like he's blacking out. I'm in Narnia. And to which Bunky Perkins called him BS Lewis, which I enjoyed. That's a good dad joke. Narnia, B.S. Lewis. I, that's a good tweet this week. Um, on six on Saturday, you know, whatever. He drives it. He hits a 370. You know, he misses the green both times. People don't want to, you know, he gained like a stroke on the drive. It was a massive gain. Made birdie both days. You know, he, he plays with Westy, of course. Westy does like the mocking thing. He's 70 it's yards amazing, behind him. Amazing. Pretty good. Um, so he hits it. He makes a birdie both times. You know, of course, we have the indelible image of him pumping his arms. He goes, quote, I felt like a kid again, for sure. It was exciting. When you pull it off, it was almost like winning a tournament, which is like where he's at nowadays. I got the same chills and feeling when I saw it clear, and there was no splash. I gave the fans what they wanted. He missed the green both times. Um uh, made birdie, easy birdie, gained strokes. You were shouting about how the we were shouting about how the EPA who's polluting the lake just by, you know, ripping balls all Wednesday practice, practice rounds. Yeah. It's like, this is polluting. We need to look into this closer. <laughs> um, what else do we have this week? A lot of, a lot of uh, Bryson stuff. Um, so, of course, he wins and immediately does the sponsors thing again, which I sent a mocking tweet out about, you know, like OregonGolf.com, one stream, and then he actually does it. He just... Like, it took two seconds. He goes straight into NASCAR. Uh, you tweeted about how he had a fan removed, which I I recall early in the week. Some guy made a shitty comment. He goes, boom, you're out of here. And you, you said he was taking the JT fan JT approach to fan removal. You know, it got even more strict later in the year. Yeah, that's true. That was before the whole Brooksy stuff. Uh, he got absurd, obscene relief on Sunday from a sprinkler head. Roger Maltby, I don't know if you remember, was on there. Yes. Was like, that is not in his line. He's not going that way. He was on way. like 17 or I think it was like 15. 14. 14, 14. Yeah. I think it was 14. Um, or fi- eh, 14 or 15. I think it was 14. And then he gets the relief. Roger Maltby's like, it's not in his line. And like immediately goes like, you know, just putts nowhere near, you know, it wasn't. It, he clearly wasn't, but he got that. Oh, he also was caught saying these are the worst bunkers on tour because he, you know, couldn't get a perfectly clean lie. Uh, you know, there was apparently complaints as Daniel Rappaport, there was a ton of sand in the greenside bunkers. Guys were complaining about balls getting plugged, but... Yeah, I think it was 11. He goes, this is the worst bunker on tour right here. I think right Westy here. got a fried egg lie on Sunday. I think you're right. You, following your Twitter, just like, it's like, you you are, I'll say you're deliberate about your tweets. You want to be able to look back at it six months from now and say there was like 
you know, you could it could stand on its own. Looking back at your tweets this week, you're just like, oh my god. You know, it could be about anything. You know, it could be about another missed four footer. It was just a roller coaster of emotions watching you tweet through this this round with Bryson. You're like. People are getting the full Westy experience today. Oh, it's so it's bad. It's not he how was... they breaks your heart. It's you know, it's when and all this stuff. Your tweets were amazing. Just the roller coaster the whole day. It was it was a gut wrenching round because Bryson made some like crazy putts. I remember he made. Yes. I think he made a yes. really long putt on ten. That yes. was like just like a backbreaker, and Westy was Westy just was doing what he does. He just like putters and billows along in a in a in a yeah. final round. He he just he pars the course to death. It's not pretty. He hits some shots close, but he never makes the putts. And then he made like a really big putt on he made eighteen. Uh, yeah. He made a putt on eighteen. A he always putt. makes he was one down. He always he made... makes putts on eighteen. He didn't make birdie on eighteen. He had to. Have I don't know if it was it. birdie. Maybe it was a par. It was a par. Save. It was a yeah. par save. He made, he made the putt. A- the next week at the players on 18 to lock up solo second yeah he, yeah it's like a seven hundred thousand points when it, it puts when it doesn't matter but then you know it just he just God. i think he he this was he the like, one he should have won he parred like all 16 which is like a par four basically yeah you know, he made a five there he three I putted i think or yeah. no he made par and he had I mean, he had a perfect drive and he made par yeah 15 was the one where like you remember he couldn't hit the fairway? He three putted like one of the the holes on the back nine too. The hard dog like right fifteen. Nobody yeah, nobody can hit hole. the fairway. It just bounces through. Like nobody can hit the fairway. You tweeted the goat emoji about Westy, like because Justin Ray said he would be the first player to hold uh he the first player to hold the fifty four lead on the PGA tour in the nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens, and two thousand twenties. This of course was enough for you to fire off the goat emoji because you had the Fifty-four all in four different decades. Uh, your tweets are just fantastic. Westy Island just boom times. Just a just a fantastic roller coaster ride. And you had I can't, honestly can't remember the last time Westy was interviewed at a non-major on American soil, which is a legit observation, right? I mean, when it's not a major PGA Tour FedEx Cup event, I, I, it was such a change in scenery having him be such a part of our lives on the Florida swing. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the spot for him where the ball striking becomes premium, you know? This yep. is his kind of place where he hit lots of long irons. He, uh, God, this was the one he should have won. Like, yeah, the players, he, he, he was gassed. This one, he should have won. Bryson was a little sloppy. He just bombed in those putts, a few putts. Yeah, he made, uh, like, three putts that were right. kind of crazy putts. Like, he made one early in the round, and right. you're just like, God, like, he did it three times, and that was the difference. Yeah, I mean, it, he was just a circus. Circus on six. You had Spieth, like, you remember, pointing back. He's on seven. Like, everybody was watching it. And then he hit it into, like, the parking lot on nine. Remember, he, like, went over white stakes into this parking lot that was somehow, like, still inbounds. Um, after he won, he said he went and drank chocolate milk, ate some Arnold Palmer gummies, and played pinball. At his host house. Also worked on his putting, I think, on the, the putting green after he won, which is just weird, you know, totally Bryson thing. Azinger? Will Knights had this. <laughs> Quote, club head speed. They have the numbers up. It's a graphic. Numbers up on the screen. Club head speed. That's a 29 mile and a half hour difference right there. And I'm not even that good at math. It was 19. 
like the numbers are up on the screen. He goes, that's 29 difference right there. And I'm not even that good at math. It was not 29. In fact, um, what else do we have? Uh, um, just like the conditions were great. I mean, the, 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 the wind was really up on uh, Sunday. The scoring average on Sunday was 75 and a half. I think three players broke par, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Paul Casey said it felt like a major. It's not fun. It's not easy, but it's probably providing great TV and great entertainment. And in all honesty, if I was at home, I would sit back and crack open a beer and watch it. So you're pretty, pretty, pretty windy and firm. <laughs> the every man, Paul Casey. The every man. Oh, and DeChambeau, Todd Lewis asked him. He goes, you know, his swing was inconsistent. He goes, I asked if you had your B game. He goes, I had my C game. So that's Bryson for you with the win on win at Bay Hill. I think this is only one of the year, right? Says mm-hmm. he has his his C game. You that, know, one thing you missed. What R- Ricky? It was a rough week for Ricky because the first T announcer called him Ricky Flower. Flower. I did have that. I did see that in my research. Oh, and Re- Westy. I mean, this is sort of like a start of a. You had some cognitive dissonance. You found yourself in some tough spots. He comes out anti rollback. Though you were trying to split the baby here and say he's not fiercely anti-rollback. Say you, his past quotes have said, you know, equip, you, he's come out and show, said equipment, you know, makes the players exponentially better. I think his whole point was like golf's just in a good place. We shouldn't be changing anything right now, which put you in, in a little bit of a tight spot. I think people just wanted to give you shit. So uh, that does it for API at Bay Hill. Another great, great tournament. And the... the the genesis of the baton boy. All right, let's do it. We're going to cut it here. We'll come back with the uh, the gold standard. Friday. 20 part for, uh, year in review coming How many your events way. did we just do? Three two? events. Holy shit. One's right. an opposite field, so really two. All right, we're going to do shorter episodes and more of them. All right, talk to you later. 